Hello and welcome to the Trinity Fit Over 40 podcast with me, Rob Burkhead. And me, Ben Hughes. We are the co-founders of Trinity Transformation and creators of the Fit Over 40 method. And for more information about what we do, go to www.fit40info.com. So in today's episode, we're going to discuss cortisol. So why weight loss is harder for women over 40 because of this hormone. So sit back and relax and welcome to today's podcast. So we speak to a lot of women who are over 40 who want to lose a few extra pounds. They want to get rid of those extra pounds um, where their clothes are getting a bit tighter and tighter every year. They're living in baggy black outfits, choosing clothes to cover up problem areas rather than wearing the things that they actually like, struggling with other problems like aching joints, feeling tired, feeling lethargic, relying on things like caffeine and sugar to get them through the day. And what can make things even more difficult is that for a lot of women, whenever they do get a boost of motor, a burst of motivation to try and lose some weight, they start putting in loads and loads of effort, telling themselves this time's gonna be different. This time it's gonna be a complete success. They try everything, they cut out all the bad foods and alcohol, spend hours prepping healthy meals, often having to eat separately from the family, doing extreme kind of dieting approaches, maybe doing hours of cardio or HIIT training and jogging. Um, but they step on the scales at the end of the week and find that the number is barely moved. And sometimes it may have even been going up. And maybe you can relate to this yourself, where you're trying everything, but just not seeing the results that you're after. And many women that we speak to assume that this is all part of the aging process and just a part of getting older and something that they're going to have to accept. But the reality is, over 40, there are significant hormonal changes happening and combined with a stressful career, dealing with the pressures of a busy job, as well as responsibilities around the home, it's enough to just completely put the brakes on any results that you're after in terms of losing weight. But the good news is it is possible to lose weight despite all of these factors. And we've worked with thousands of women over 40 to help them do just that. So in today's podcast, we're gonna explain what hormonal changes happen to women over 40, and how you can lose weight despite all of those changes. So a lot of people, pretty much everyone knows about the menopause. So that's a significant hormonal change that happens for women. Um, but people generally overlook the stress hormone cortisol, and there's very little information out there about this. So that's why I wanted to dedicate this episode today to talking about cortisol and what you can do about it. So first of all, don't want to just talk about whether cortisol is actually good or whether cortisol is actually bad and the reality is it's not always bad a lot of things in the fitness industry just get put into boxes like that's good that's bad carbs are bad you know fruit or veg maybe is good you know the reality is there's always two sides to the story especially with cortisol so in short bursts from short-term stress, cortisol is actually beneficial. So this stress hormone is beneficial. We have it for a reason. So if you exercise, cortisol is released and this helps with your muscles breaking down and then building back stronger, helps with releasing fat from fat cells. So it helps you with losing weight. And in other situations, cortisol is useful too. So it also helps to form memories, which is why we tend to remember really stressful events more than actually happy times. We sort of remember those stressful events more clearly. However, if cortisol is elevated all the time from long-term ongoing stress, so what's called chronically elevated, so if you're constantly spiking it and it's constantly at this high level, there's a lot of negative side effects. 
And I'll run through them quickly with you now. So there's four key negative side effects. The first one's called insulin resistance. So insulin is another hormone. And if you become resistant to it, this can encourage fat storage, especially around the middle. So if you want to shift that um, middle-aged spread, if you want to lose weight from around your middle, you definitely want to keep an eye on your cortisol levels and keep them in a good place. The second thing is leptin resistance. So leptin is another hormone. This is the hunger hormone or one of two hunger hormones. And what will happen is if you're resistant to it, you will not feel so full, even if you're after you've eaten um, and you'll feel hungry all the time and you'll have cravings for comfort foods. So for those um, salty snacks, for those sugary snacks, um, for chocolate, for crisps, for things like that, it'd be harder to control yourself with all those things. The third side effect of chronically elevated cortisol, so high cortisol levels all the time, is your thyroid deregulates, so your thyroid function decreases. So the thyroid is um, the organ in the body that's responsible for your metabolism. And if that decreases, if that function decreases, it will slow your metabolism down, which is going to make it harder to lose weight. It means you have to eat less just to maintain your weight, let alone lose weight. And then the last negative side effect of um, chronically high cortisol levels is it also reduces your bone density, which is not really what you want as a woman getting older because osteoporosis, so porous, brittle bones, is a bigger problem for, for women than for men, partly due to menopausal changes. And it can be a really, really serious issue later in life, um, but you can avoid it to a degree if you do the right thing. So again, if you have chronically high stress levels all the time, if the body's overly stressed all the time, it's gonna reduce that bone density more quickly. So those are four things that are gonna make it, A, harder to lose weight and keep it off, and also worse for your long-term health as well. So that is the, those are the negative side effects of cortisol. So what causes cortisol levels to be chronically elevated? So there's a couple of things that can cause this. So the first one um, is constant work stress. So if you're constantly stressed at work, you know, you're in meetings all the time, you're having to manage other people, you're having to meet strict deadlines and working really, really long hours, which a lot of our clients are, that's going to push your cortisol levels up and cause them to be elevated. And then another thing that we see that raises people's stress levels is constant family stress as well. So a lot of the women that we work with, they've got a lot on their plates at work, but then they come home and they've got almost as much on their plates at home. They're kind of helping everybody out, else out, sorting everybody else's problems out, making sure everybody gets fed and their laundry gets done and all the other chores get done. I mean, in an ideal world, maybe other members of the family would be chipping in, but more often than not for a lot of our clients, the, the main responsibility all comes down to them and all of that falls on their shoulders. But it's not just the obvious things that can make cortisol levels higher. So just that external stress level being a bit ramped up. There are also a lot of other factors that can make it worse. So the first one is just getting older. So the older you get, the more sensitive you are to stress. So if you take two people, male or female, um, if you take like a young man, 20 years old, and an older man, 60 years old, something like that, um, for if they experience the same level of stress, the release of cortisol for the older person is going to be higher. So just as you get older, your body has a larger stress response in response to the same external stress. So your life doesn't necessarily have to get any st more stressful, but your body will experience more stress as a result. The second factor that can make a difference is whether you are male or female. So this kind of increase in stress response that happens as people get older for women is actually three times higher than for men. 
So for men, they men will experience a bit more stress as a result of getting older, but women will experience a lot more stress than than men will as they get older. So it's it's that effect is magnified for women, which can make it even more difficult for women in this age group. The next thing that can make it work it worse is a lack of sleep. Now, many of the women that we work with who are perimenopausal, um, sleep starts to become an issue for them anyway. They start to get more disturbed sleep. They start to not sleep as deeply through the night. Maybe they're waking up halfway through the night and unable to get back to sleep. So their sleep pattern may be a bit disturbed anyway. But then this lack of sleep, the body basically sees as an increase in stress, just like just like any other increase in stress. It's just like some your body's just like something's not right here. I'm not getting my sleep. I'm not getting what I need. So the body sort of ramps up your stress hormones as a response to that. The next thing that can have an impact is alcohol. So a lot of people who are in a really stressful situation with work and with family life may use alcohol as a way to de-stress. So short term, you know, if you have a glass of wine, you may feel a bit more chilled out just from that glass of wine. But even though you may feel a bit more chilled out, it actually still raises your internal stress levels. So alcohol may, might make you feel like you're de-stressing, but in reality, actually, your body sees that as a form of stress as well. And alcohol can also contribute to your sleep quality being worse. So you, you won't sleep as well if you've had a few drinks. And again, that's going to ramp your stress up. So it's all kind of a, a knock-on effect, uh, one thing to another. The next thing that can make things worse is low-calorie dieting. So if you restrict your calories, you do something like, I don't know, something drastic, cutting out all your carbs or eating 1,200 calories a day or 800 calories a day, something really extreme like that, your body basically says, hang on, there's no food coming in. And then it just assumes times must be stressful. And therefore, your stress hormones then ramp up and get higher and higher. So low calorie dieting can also increase your stress hormones. The next thing that can have an impact is high intensity exercise. So if you do loads of really intense workouts, whether that's HIIT classes, whether that's spinning, whether that's running, just things that are really intense, they get your heart beating really, really fast. Those forms of exercises are great for a couple of reasons. They're good if you want to improve the cardiovascular fitness, if you want to improve your, <coughs> your cardio fitness and you want to <coughs> get better at a particular thing. So if you're looking to get better at running or cycling or swimming or rowing or whatever, doing that activity is the best thing you can do to improve that. But if you're looking to lose weight, doing these high intensity forms of exercise, the body just sees that as a form of stress. Again, it's like, hang on, suddenly, why, what, you know, why are we running so fast? Why, is, why are we having to like exert so much energy, especially if you combine that with low calorie dieting? So not many calories are coming in. Lots of calories are being burned through this intense cardio. The body just sees that as a form of stress and then your stress hormones ramp up again. The next thing that can have an impact is caffeine. So for a lot of people, again, you know, you're dealing with constant work stress. You've got, you need to get a lot done at the workplace. And at the same time, you may not be getting the best possible quality of sleep. So you're trying to go through the day, starting out a little bit tired. And a lot of people to deal with that will turn to caffeine. So they'll have multiple cups of tea or coffee throughout the day, which give them a little bit of a sort of an, an uh, artificial boost of energy and make them feel like they can be more productive. But in reality, caffeine is also, the body just sees that as a, another form of stress. It will ramp up your stress hormones in response to drinking that caffeine. The next thing that can have an impact is dehydration. So if you don't get plenty of water, if you don't drink 
know, somewhere between sort of two to four liters is fine for most people. If you don't get plenty of water in your body again, anything that's sort of a lack, so lack of sleep, lack of calories coming in, lack of water coming in, the body starts to think, you know, what's going on here? And then it starts to ramp up those stress hormones. So dehydration again can in increase your stress hormones. And also just staying in the house all day can have an impact as well. So I know a lot of people who are working from home um, have got into a situation now where they're not having to travel out of the house for work, not having to really travel out of the house for any particular reason. And it can be easy to then fall into a trap of just deciding to just kind of staying in the house all day, just kind of by default. So you wake up, you do your work in the house, you don't go outside. And by not going outside, you're going to feel more stressed. There's, there's definitely a, an effect that happens when you get outside, when you see some nature, you hear the birds, you see the trees, and you feel a little bit of calm coming in. So your stress levels come down. So if you're not having that sort of daily stress release of just getting out, just walking, just getting yourself moving, your stress levels are going to ramp up as well. And another one to add to the list as well, which is it's not even on the list that I'm uh, working from here, but another one is just one thing that makes your stress levels worse is not doing anything to, to kind of combat that stress. So if you just go through your life and there's, there's nothing, you're not kind of actively thinking, maybe I should do some meditation or some mindfulness, or I should take some time out to have a hot bath, or I should disconnect from my phone for a certain period of time or I should take some time to myself to do something that I find relaxing like read a book etc if you're not consciously taking time out of your schedule to de-stress and you're just sort of go 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 all the time on either work stuff or family stuff that's another thing that can contribute to your stress levels going up and, and getting really really high so all of these things then all of these different triggers for stress they can, they're kind of like, you can imagine it's my connection, all right? <laughs> yes, it's all right, yeah. Sorry, if you're listening, uh, I've just moved house and I'm working off my phone. We don't have any Wi-Fi. You know how it is. You've got like two weeks to wait to get Wi-Fi. So, yeah, all these sorts of stress then. So from doing extreme dieting, extreme course of exercise, drinking, caffeine, dehydration, you know, not doing anything to manage those, all of these different things, plus work, obviously, they, they add up. It's like, um, if you imagine you have your a bathtub and you've got all the taps on, each one is like another tap that's turned on. And, you know, the more stressful the situation, the more they're on full blast. If you're doing hit exercise, that taps on full blast. If you're doing um, low calorie dieting, then it's, you know, it's turned up even more. If you're then drinking too much or you're not drinking enough water, you're staying in working all day, the bath is very quickly going to fill up. And what happens when it fills up, you imagine the plugs in, eventually it's going to overflow. And that's kind of the problem you're facing. If you're over 40, you're more sensitive to stress. You've got this three times higher stress response. For a lot of the women we work with, they're trying all of this stuff, um, doing all these really extreme approaches on top of a really stressful lifestyle of low, you know, really extreme dieting or really extreme exercise or both, plus maybe less healthy habits with alcohol or sleep. And very quickly that bath fills up, very quickly it overflows. And at that point, that's when all of those negative side effects come in, making it easier to gain weight and harder to lose weight again. So how do you actually avoid this then? Because it's very important you manage cortisol levels. Otherwise you get stuck in what we call the cortisol trap where you're working really, really hard. You're, you know, you're, you're really trying with the diet, really trying with exercise, but nothing seems to be happening on the scales. 
So inside our Fit Over 40 program, we use a system called the F3 formula. And this is broken down as three areas, so fitness, family, and fun. Inside fitness, there's two key areas. So there's exercise and nutrition. So in terms of exercise, you want to do something that keeps stress levels low on the body, but still actually gets good results. So we do something called list training, which is low impact strength training, just three times a week for 30 to 40 minutes, usually. And what this will do is it minimizes the stress response on the body. So, but it actually has a load of uh, benefits as well. So it builds muscle and it increases bone density and building muscle increases metabolism. So it's easier to lose weight and building bone density, you know, it will help to combat those bone losses from osteoporosis as well. So we recommend exercise, something that's low stress on the body, low impact strength training can be done from home. That works really, really well. And then nutrition wise again you don't want to overstress the body so you absolutely don't want to starve yourself because if you do that the you know the red light goes off um in the hypothalamus in the brain which is the the part of your brain that detects whether you're starving or not and that will then overstress the body cause cortisol levels to be too high so what you want to do is eat the right amount for you and that's specific to you based on your height based on your age based on your hormonal situation you know menopause whether you've got any other health complications like hypothyroidism or PCOS, we work all of this stuff out for our clients. And you also want to make sure you're eating sort of healthy foods. We call them um, avoiding the WADS foods, which is wheat, alcohol, dairy, and sugar about 80% of the time. You want to focus on eating those healthy foods because if you're eating loads of processed foods, again, that will, if you're eating too many, that will really trigger your stress response. It's, your body has to process out all of those foods. So in terms of exercise and nutrition, that's the fitness part of the F3 formula. And then in terms of family and fun, Firstly, we work on mindset. So this is having a, like Ben mentioned earlier, having a, a deliberate daily mindset routine that takes less than 10 minutes, but helps our members to release stresses from work and family life and keep cortisol levels low. So we have a system called the stress shield that our clients do every single day um, that really brings that cortisol level down deliberately. It also helps to avoid things like emotional eating, um, binge eating, stuff like that. And then the other side of that, so sort of in the fun side, we then further on in our programs work on me time. So taking some quality time out each day or each week from work and family just for you. So for example, one of my clients, um, Becky, who I'm speaking to today, she's really good at this um, throughout the program. Not only has she gone from a size 12 to a size six to eight, really, really comfortably fitting into those clothes, looks amazing, um, but she's doing all sorts of things for her now that she wasn't doing before she's got young children you know it's hard work um but now she's doing some yoga a few times a week um she takes a night off a week where she just goes and does something for her so she likes paddle boarding now she's got paddle boards so sometimes she'll do that but other times she'll just go to a cafe or restaurant on her own and uh, do a walk and read a book um, whilst her husband looks after the kids as well so and then they kind of switch that around so then he has a night for himself once a week as well and all of these things are really important. So we use this F3 formula to keep the stress levels low and make it much, much easier um, to get the weight moving again over 40. So we've got a couple of examples of this. So Ben, I'll let you run through those. Okay, so first example we've got is from Louisa Marsh. So Louisa, who was 46 from Staffordshire, was working full-time in a busy desk job managing a team of scientists. And her weight had crept up and up over the years. So she was turning to food when things got stressful and she'd kind of just given up on all exercise. 
Since turning 40, she felt like it was easier to gain weight and harder to lose it again, which many, many women do. And she owned a horse and used to love riding, but was no longer riding because of all that excess weight. So she also had an exercise bike and a running machine at home, which she was using as clothes errors rather than actually working out on them. She had arthritis in her foot from an old horse riding injury, and this was stopping her from being able to do high impact exercise. So the exercise and diets that she'd, oh, I'm fall down. Exercise and diets that she tried in her young years were no longer an option. So her weight hit an all time high at 107 kilos, which is about 16 stone 13. And she felt completely stuck and like she was running out of options. But what happened next was amazing. So Louisa completely changed her relationship with food and exercise and was able to lose seven and a half stone and drop from a size 20 or 22 down to a size 10 to 12. And she said after doing that, so many wins, it's difficult to pick them. I guess reprogramming new habits, disconnecting food from emotion and feeling stronger. I've now lost over seven stone. Everything has changed, not just my body, but my attitude my confidence, my energy, everything. I know these changes are not short term and they are for good. So that's one amazing success story from Louisa there. And we've got one more here from Patricia Fox. So Patricia uh, said, I just got really out of control in terms of my weight, my health and my stress levels. I think when I joined Trinity, I was a proper size 14. I'm now a size eight, which is beyond what I wanted to achieve. My marriage is a lot better. I'm much happier with that side of things. And work-wise, we've had the best year profit-wise that we've ever had. And I don't think I can be just, and I don't think that can be just a coincidence. And the main thing that's changed is me. So those are two amazing examples of women who have, have really stressful lives. So both of them have children, both of them work in really stressful careers. So Lou is um, a scientist and she was working 50 plus hours every single week when we started working together. And Patricia um, owns her own landscape award-winning landscape vast gardening business, I should say, um, that's you know done incredibly well and flourished even more since we worked together. Um, but they had really stressful lives. Their cortisol levels were definitely very, very high. And we've worked with them to not only bring those cortisol levels down, um, but give them the right approach for them as well. Now they're both Lou is in the late 40s, Patricia was in her 50s, to get that weight moving again. And as you can see, the results are pretty amazing. Lou went from a size 20, 22 to a size 10 to 12, Patricia from a 14 to an eight. Um, and we're delighted with the results as are they. So Ben, where can people go if they want to find out more about the program that Lou and Patricia use? Let's find out more about the program that you, Lou and Patricia followed. Just go to www.fit40info.com and you can find all the details on that page. So I hope you enjoyed today's podcast episode. That is just about it from us today. Please do subscribe to this, share it with anyone you think that this could help. And we'll be back next week. So back next Thursday, the next episode of the Trinity Podcast. We will see you then. So thank you for listening to today's episode of the Trinity Podcast. If you've enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to hit that subscribe button inside your podcast app so you don't miss future shows. And also please leave us a quick review. It only takes two minutes. We do all of these shows completely for free to help you. So we'd really appreciate a quick review if it's helped you at all. So thank you again so much for listening and we'll catch you next week for the next episode of the Trinity Podcast.